there. This is crime culture. It is. That was like right on the heels of yours. Um, this is what happens when we don't plan who starts the episode. Um, yeah. We should just we should just rock paper scissor it out or draw straws or something. Um, what if? Yeah, it's quarantine. There are no rules. Still quarantining. Yeah, I was gonna say. By the way, it's still quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, or in it still. I've I've gotten to the point of quarantine where I have given up, and I can't take junk food anymore. So I just bought a <laughs> fuck ton of fruit today. Do you know wow. how bad it's gotta be? Yes. Do you know how bad it has to be for me to be like I can't do this shit anymore? I, I can't even an look apple. at a Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's gotten bad three sleeves of Milano's later, but yeah, it's gotten so normal. Cause like in the beginning I was kind of like, Oh, we should go hear this. Oh wait, no, we can't go anywhere. And Michael took that me to was see like, the stars last night. That's nice. Yeah. That's an idea for those who are looking. Yeah. The drive-in movie theater near mm-hmm. us is going to open up again. So that's going to be fun. Yep. If any good movies too. come out. So I see, and that's the thing. Like, we've got two that just opened up, and so they're all showing what was being shown when this all first started. So it's like, oh, you can watch, um, like, The Innocent Man, The Invisible Man. I don't know why I keep wanting to call it The Innocent Man. He ain't innocent. <laughs> um, The Invisible Man, or um, that one with Betty Gilpin where they're trying to kill her. Um, or that Trolls movie. Or Trolls and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, oh. it like, are you trying to make it March again? Like, I don't understand. Well, because no, because so many movies got switched to digital because of yeah. this whole thing. Because they're even, even with like, you've got a drive-in theater near you. I've got a couple near me. It's not a common thing. Like, they're turning Yankee Stadium into a drive-in movie theater because it's so... Motorcycle? Sorry, I don't know if anyone heard that motorcycle, but a motorcycle <laughs> just went by. But because it's so uncommon um, yeah. in the rest of the country and in more urban areas, especially. And I mean, yeah. I want them to like show old movies. Like, yeah. Do like some like old horror movies or like some like, really old 90s comedies or something. Like that'd be cool. I want to watch a really old movie. Like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, once Disney put out Disney Plus, and now it's shut that shit down. You can't yep. get Disney on anything else. Well, and that's a great example, actually, because around the time that all this shit started, um, Onward came out, and they took it out of theaters and switched it over to Disney Plus, yep. which might have been part of the reason why I got Disney Plus, because oh. they made over three hundred thousand dollars gross in theaters for them. like no, they, they no, three hundred thousand like they were gonna go out of business no but what i'm saying is that's why they switched it over because it probably in my opinion it was probably more expensive for them to distribute it to the theaters and everything than yeah it was like it was more expensive to keep it there than it was to just pull it but that's, that's why true. we're not seeing any of this shit. That's why the Scooby-Doo movie is on Amazon now. That's why, like, I, I think, like, King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson is going to be, like, oh, digital. I, I think I saw that. that somewhere. 
But anyway, our episode is not about this. We just got into a rant. What else is new? Yeah, well. Too much um, banter. Zero stars. <laughs> um, my episode today, I did the, the research day. like. I I heard about this case and then immediately like drew up this outline like I did it so quickly because I was so interested in this case Mm -hmm. and um, we're going to talk about a little serial killer called Richard Mark Ivonitz. I feel like I've heard of him. You might know about you might know about his last victim. Maybe not know about um, his first couple. Um diving right in so his name is actually richard mark edward ivonitz he usually goes by mark because i think he was he might have been a junior was his dad also yeah richard? that makes sense no he had an uncle named bunch, richard i'll get into a bunch that in of a little dicks. bit just a bunch yeah. of dicks <laughs> just a bunch um so he is a serial killer kidnapper and rapist responsible for the death of three girls in virginia and the abduction and rape of a 15 year old girl in south carolina but has been suspected of many other murders oh that's just the spark noted version now we're getting into it so he was born on july 29th 1963 in columbia south carolina and he's the first of three children and he has two younger sisters and okay. like I said, he he went as Mark to avoid confusion with his paternal uncle, who was also named Richard. So mm-hmm. his household growing up is just not a good deal. Um, his parents, Joseph and Tess, separated when Mark was a baby. And again, when he was about 12, um, they finally divorced in 1985. And they both say now that it might have been better for everyone if they had just divorced sooner and saved everyone a little bit of grief. More often than not, it's better. It's yeah. better if you do. Like you say, you're like staying together for the kids or whatever. But if the kids see you fighting constantly, it's not helping anybody. If you're staying together for the kids, I can guarantee you the kids don't want that. They're so yeah, exactly. uncomfortable. <laughs> like Yeah. I mean, kids can always, like, wish their parents were back together, but you want them to be together and happy, not together and miserable. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, So Mark's father, Joseph, worked as a draftsman for sign companies and later as a taxi driver. He also drank very heavily. And uh, Tess remembers that he would often get drunk and pass out, but said, quote, when he got up, he'd be even worse, end quote. So not just a drunk, a violent drunk. Yeah, right. So there were two incidents between Mark and his father that intrigued police and may shed some light on one of the aspects of Mark's crimes. And that is his fascination with water, which we'll get to regarding his crimes. But there was one incident where family members said that Joseph drowned Mark's dog in front of him. What? Yeah, not cool. Um, Joseph says it's not true. He says his children were always adopting strays, and he did take one of them to the pound, but he never drowned a dog. Okay, but was but he drunk? We'll get, yeah, we'll get to why he's not that reliable. Um, Mark also told family members that Joseph tried to drown him when he was about six. Family members differ on the way that the incident played out. Some say that Joseph tried to drown his son in a wading pool after the boy splashed water on the hamburgers during a cookout. Others yeah. say that it happened in a bathtub. So, I I don't know if Mark told D- 
differing stories or it was like one of those games of telephone which people got different information whatever but joseph described it as a minor incident and that his son misinterpreted it saying quote one time when mark was little i gave him a bath he kept yelling about the water going in his eyes so i took a bunch of water and dumped it over his head end quote which doesn't seem like that's going to solve your problem. No, that's <laughs> like, do you want him to scream louder? Yeah. And clearly Mark was uh, terrified and never forgot the experience. Joseph wow. said he wishes that he had done uh, that. He had never done it saying, quote, why would I try to drown my beautiful six year old? I loved him. I adored him. He could do no wrong. I spoiled the hell out of him. The story is outlandish. It's just not true. End quote. So, Clearly, there's differing views of how his childhood played out. (laughs) I'm just going to say it now. If your kid thinks they were abused, odds are, unless, yeah, odds are, whether you agree or not, they were abused. Unless it's like, you abused me, you didn't buy me a Mercedes for my 16th birthday, that's different. Yeah, or if a kid is saying that they were abused and there was clearly no abuse, then there are some mental things that need to be looked at, some mental health things that, like, okay, why are we having such different views of what happened during your childhood? Yes. Yeah. Though I will say that's not because a lot of abusers will pull that card, and that's not as common as people say. Yeah. Um, So Mark graduated from... Irmo High School in 1980 at the age of 16, which I don't know if that was a popular thing um, back in the day, but he was 16 when he graduated high school. After high school, uh, he worked briefly as a manager of a Jiffy Lube before joining the United States Navy, um, allegedly after urgings from his mom because he had no discipline. He was headed down a bad path, so his mom was like, hey, you should do something to, like, get your shit together. Um, so he finally enlisted in the Navy and he served as a sonar technician and received a good conduct medal before being honorably discharged after eight years of service. I didn't really find out why he was discharged. I, I got sources from a couple different places, but I never had like the exact reason as to why. Okay. So that's that. Um, so following his time in the Navy, Ivanitz worked steadily at businesses that sold compressors and grinding equipment, but ultimately filed for bankruptcy in 1997. He was unable to keep up with bills following a divorce, which I'll get to, and um, had a house that was foreclosed on in 1999 following a failed business venture. Um, so Ivanitz was married twice. Uh, his first wife was Bonnie Lou Gower, who was 17 when he was 25. Ew. Which, it's a little weird. He's That's She's still no. underage. Yeah. She's still underage, but even like, yes, it'd be different if it was like a 27-year-old dating a 35-year-old. I understand that, but that's it's different because... They're she was completely different, but they're at completely different maturity levels also. She yeah. is still a child. Her biggest issue is a zit that she can cover with bangs. His biggest issue is like, I don't know, buying a house. Like, yeah. it's it's completely different. So it it gets weirder. <laughs> so oh, great. It, this isn't the weirdest part. So, uh, yeah, she was 17 when he was 25. They were married from 1988 to 1996. 
they had been neighbors in South Carolina, and she was a friend of his sisters, his younger sisters. Um, they lived in California and Maine uh, while he was in the Navy, and then they moved to Fredericksburg, Virginia in early 1993. By early 1996, Bonnie told Ivanitz that she had met a man from California on the internet and wanted to move there. Um, her mother and brother also lived in California, so uh, Bonnie visited California in uh, early September 1996. She returned a week later and began packing her things to move there permanently in November. Ivanit's mother recalls, quote, Mark was devastated. He talked about getting in a bathtub and cutting his wrist, end quote. Another oh, damn. Uh, reference to a bathtub. Yeah. It's a reference oh, to water. true. Yeah. So we'll get to more of that. So... He then married Hope Marie Crowley, who was 17 when he was 36. I'm clearly a something for 17 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Um, they met while she waited on him at Aunt Sarah's Pancake House in Massa- Massaponex. I think that's a town in Virginia. Sure. Um, his mother and sister were with Ivanitz for that breakfast. In fact, when Mark flirted with Hope, his sister actually encouraged her to go on a date with him what which is weird yeah she was yes. 17 he was 36 that's like assault that's like what? creepy that's ugh. what happened to women protecting other women i don't know man um Ew. but when hope turned 18 she moved from her parents home and lived first in king george county and then later moved in with Ivanitz, and they were married in 1999 hope said quote we just clicked there were a lot of things about him that i like that are very much like me too end quote like what he um, likes the same barbies as you there's no similar okay yeah and they were they were married up until he gets caught for his crimes spoiler alert um well yeah so uh he had no children from either of his marriages so he thankfully probably, did not reproduce yeah that's probably for the best yeah um so when he was Going back a little bit, when he was 24 in January of 1987, Ivanitz exposed himself and masturbated in front of a 15-year-old girl in Orange Park, Florida. He was arrested a month later when his ship returned to port. Remember, he was in the Navy at this time mm -hmm. uh, and pleaded no contest and was sentenced to three years probation. And I'm thinking like maybe this was a reason for him being discharged or at least like a contributing factor. Probably because I know that they'll do it for for not that it's exactly the same thing, but they'll do it for like sexual assault and things like that. But typically, those people will be also tried by the Navy. Yeah. Um, Ivanitz is suspected of a 1994 abduction and rape and a 1995 rape in Massaponex, Virginia, the same town where he met his second wife. Um. Ugh. Yeah. Um, on September 9th, 1996, this is like the time when his first wife, Bonnie, was in California preparing to leave him. Ivanitz mm. abducted a 16-year-old named Sophia Silva from her front yard near Loriella Park in Spotsyl Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Oh, she I know that place. Yeah, well, it's like we'll get to it, but um, he Ivanitz is actually known as the Spotsylvania Killer. Or the spots oh! of it, yeah. Maybe so that's if you why do I know, know that place, <laughs> yes, you might know him from that name. Um, so 
Sophia was doing homework on her front steps when her parents last saw her. She seemed to be taking quietly with no struggle and no one saw a thing. In fact, her older sister was inside the house during the abduction, but was completely unaware of her sibling situation. Wow. So obviously he had some way like whoever, I mean, quote unquote, whoever took her um, had some way of getting her quietly and not right. causing a scene. Right. And despite the best efforts of police, Silva seemed to vanish into thin air. Her body was found a month later in a creek off State Route 3 in King George County, about 20 miles away. She was wrapped in a white cover and her pubic hair had been shaved off. Uh, Very weird. No, not weird. Are you kidding me? Really? You don't yeah, think that's weird? A lot of a lot of people with pedophilic tendencies will shave off the pubic hair of their victims because children don't have it. So it further plays into that whole thing. Uh, I didn't need to know that. But it makes sense, but ew. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um ugh. So um less than a year later, on May first, nineteen ninety seven, sisters Kristen and Katie Lisk, age fifteen and twelve, were abducted from their front yard after getting off their school bus near the Spotsylvania courthouse. Their father came home from work sometime later to find no sign of his daughters except for Kristen's book bag lying in the front yard. Their bodies were found five days later in the South, South Anna River near Old Ridge Road in Hanover County, which is 40 miles from their home. Their bodies God, were found in the same state as Silva. Yeah, two of them. So it's not like it doesn't seem like he overpowered them because like one yeah. person trying to overpower two kids is not very easy so it's another example of like he must have gotten them to come willingly with him yeah he bundied them in their front yard yeah in daylight they had just gotten off the school bus it's what four o'clock in the afternoon he must have offered one hell of a puppy i guess um so oh where did i go you're here with me. Okay. So um, their bodies were found in the same state as Silva's. Uh, their pubic hair had been shaved off. They were wrapped in a sheet. And now we know Police, why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Police learned that the water in the List sisters' lungs was bath water, not water from the Sa South Anna River. Apparently, Ivanitz drowned the girls in his home in Spotsylvania County before disposing of their bodies in the river. So... He had this allegedly two traumatic childhood experiences with water, whether his dad drowned his dog, we don't know, and whether he had an attempted drowning, we don't know. Um, he said to his mother that he wanted to slit his wrists in a bathtub when his first wife left him. And yeah. three murders, three people that he had murdered were drowned. Well, they were drowned in a bathtub and then dumped in water somewhere. So he has this weird water thing, which is unsettling for some reason. I don't know why. I just think least. it's very creepy. No, it is. It, yeah. It's so. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was obvious the two cases were the work of the same person. All three girls had been abducted at their homes after school without any struggle. They all had their pubic hair shaved off by the killer. All of them had been strangled or suffocated, and they were all dumped in water. 
It came as no surprise when DNA samples from both crimes matched. It brought authorities no closer to solving the mystery, and after a few years passed, it seemed likely that the Spotsylvania killer would never be caught. I did leave out some of the information after the first uh, murder of Sofia Silva. They did um, convict somebody of the crime, but while that guy was in jail, these other two girls were killed. So, uh, because it has nothing to do with this specific killer, I skipped over that. But yeah. that is part of the case that you should know. Um, now we're going to get into... I would put this girl on the level of... Um, who's our girl? The girl from the, um, the I Survived. Um, Mary Vincent? Yes. Okay, Mary I'm like... I had no clue where you were going with that. You go, who's our girl? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. You read my mind. You read my mind. <laughs> Mary Vincent. I would put this girl, Kara Robinson, on the level of Mary Vincent. She is okay. a badass. Um, lots of the information I got about her part of this story, I got from an interview with her. Um, and the person interviewing her was Elizabeth Smart. So oh, well, then fuck. There these we girls, go. Yes. Power couple. Power mm-hmm. team. Yes. Okay. So on June 24th, 2002 in Columbia, South Carolina, 15 year old Kara Robinson and her best friend, Heather, were getting ready to go to the lake for the day. Before they left, Heather called her mom and asked if there was anything that needed to be done before they went out for the day. And she said that all they had to do was water the flowers. So while Heather was in the shower getting ready, Kara went out to water the flowers in the front yard, still in her pajamas, which was a t-shirt and shorts. They were home alone. It was just these two girls getting ready to go out for the day. So she said in this interview that I saw, um, quote, I noticed a car drive by. I saw it go out of the neighborhood. Then very quickly, I noticed it coming back. End quote. She said she noticed the the car because it was a car that she liked. So she first mm. saw it and she was like, oh, I like that car. And then immediately it came back. She's like, that's kind of weird. Um, the car pulled into the driveway and Ivonitz got out in a button down shirt and a baseball hat. What? He asked Kara if her parents were home because he wanted to sell them some magazines. Kara said that it wasn't her house and her friend's mother wasn't home, which... Don't do that. In hindsight, you can say, like, why would you say no one's home? But, like... They're in the backyard thinking, playing with your very large, very vicious dogs is what they're doing. And shooting... Guns. Yeah, right? <laughs> and um, shooting guns. Yeah, so... You could say in hindsight, you should never say that like a parent is not home, but like you're not always thinking the worst of people, I guess, until something like this happens. I also Um, had a friend who would have a fish like at all times. She would have a pet fish and she would name him. Well, she would name them, but we're assuming gender in this case. Really like how you would imagine like a dude you don't fuck with one of those names. So like. Yeah. Chad Butch. or Bruno or yeah, like, shit with like Chad. that. <laughs> I, 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 that's why I came up with something better because I was like, I think yeah. we've all fucked with Chads, but yeah, <laughs> like just really like fucking like, oh, he'll kick my ass, yeah. like so that if She's somebody like, was like, inside. yeah, oh, I'm going home to Bruno. Yeah. I don't like that either because that's my sister's ex and he's kind of creepy. Um, but then again, he's creepy, so there we go. Exactly, there we go. It pays. Um. So, she yeah, she said that her friend's mom wasn't home, blah, blah, blah. Ivanit said that he would leave the magazines with Kara. And she said, quote, he kind of entered my personal space and I thought, this is awkward, end quote. 
He handed over the magazines with his left hand, and with his right hand, he brought a gun up to her neck. He led her over to the car and put her in a large Rubbermaid container in the back seat so that she wouldn't be seen. What? Yeah. So, very creepy. But this is how, like, the fact that she, she started thinking like this is wild. So, Kara was familiar with the neighborhood and tried to keep calm by taking note of all the turns and stops that they were making so she can get a sense of where they were being, where she was being taken without, uh, able like being able to see anything i don't know if i would have had the emotional wherewithal to think like that but like this girl's a genius so she said quote i felt him get on the interstate he drove for maybe 10 15 minutes before he stopped end quote he had pulled over and taken the top off the container to bound and gag Kara, all the while calmly reminding her that he had a gun so she shouldn't try anything Um, he drove for a little while more before lifting the container with Kara in it outside of the car and then dragging it into his apartment. Uh So she does, she can't see where she is. She felt herself get onto the interstate. And from there, she's like, I don't fucking know. Um, so when he opened the container and took off the restraints, again, badass Kara immediately started taking note of everything around her. She said, quote, I was trying to read his mail, looking at the magnets on his refrigerator. I knew who his doctor was. I knew who his dentist was. I knew the serial number from the inside of the Rubbermaid container, end quote. So she is, she is just creating a mental list of all of this information so that when she gets out, she can lead the police straight to this guy. What a fucking queen. Yeah. She said she had a plan from the beginning and she knew she was getting out of the situation she said, quote, because I knew I was going to escape, I wanted to learn about him, end quote. Amazing. Yeah. Um, she asked it. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to do that put in this situation. She's incredible. 15 years old. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah. she's 15 now that we say that. Like, what 15 yeah. year old goes, I'm going to die? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what? I'm, I'm not she, invincible? Uh, she asked him questions. Because he had, like, lizards and fish in his house. Um, So she asked him, like, trying to remain friendly. She asked him about that. And she also found out about his time in the military. Avonitz asked Kara questions, too, and even wrote them down. Uh, Mm. He asked her name, the house she was taken from, like, whose house it was, uh, if she had a boyfriend, or if she had any previous sexual experiences. She said, quote, people don't kidnap young girls and not sexually assault them, so I knew that was coming, end quote which is just like the oh. pit in your stomach. Yeah. Like, oh, that is horrible to think about. And yeah, I mean, it happened. Avonitz bound Kara to the bed and repeatedly raped her over several hours, which oh my God. is the worst. Yeah, absolute worst. Um, at one point, he said that he had to make a phone call and put Kara back into the container. She said, quote, the lid was mostly on, but I started to hyperventilate and have a panic attack, end quote. Ivana said he would keep the lid off if she didn't make a noise. And when Kara agreed, he went back to his phone call with his wife. Hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The psychotic. (laughs) What has to go on in your brain for that to be like a casual conversation must be ridiculous. I can't. I cannot. Yeah. So before they went to sleep. Avonitz forced Kara to smoke weed and take a Valium. 
He then handcuffed her, bound her hands to the top of the bed frame and feet to the bottom of the bed frame before getting into bed with her for the night. Horrifying. Horrifying. Gross. Um, so the next morning, Kara woke before first light and saw Vonitz was still asleep. <clears throat> she knew that this was her chance to get away. Um, as quietly and slowly as possible, she worked her way out of one of the cuffs. Um, actually, I don't... I don't think it was one of the cuffs. I think she said that she was she was handcuffed, but then there was a um like a carabiner. Oh no, like, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 like one of those like little clip things. Yeah. So she was able to get herself out of the clip and out of one of the cuffs, and then she like s- like very slowly wriggled her way down to her ankles to untie her feet. So she and all the while this guy is in the bed with her. In so, full REM. Yeah. Um so she got herself unbound. She inched her way out of bed, put her clothes back on, and then slowly crept out of the bedroom. Um, there were a few things that were in front of the door, so she had to quietly like push them aside. And then there was a... She explained it as like one of those large metal like accordion closet doors. Yeah. That was open, and it was kind of in the way of the front door. So she was like, this is not going to go well. No. Um she knew the door would be loud and that Ivanitz would hear it and wake up. So she said, she's like, I knew I had to be quick. She said, in one motion, I closed the door and opened the other one. I did it as fast as I could and I ran. Good girl. Um, yes. Amazing. <laughs> Insane. I-, I would be afraid that he could hear my heart pounding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kara ran as fast as she could and looked for anyone to help her. This was obviously like crack of dawn first thing in the morning yeah no one um she saw a car with two men pulling around and jumped in front of it waving her arms she told them that she had been kidnapped and needed to be taken to the police and then this is just like one more badass moment she turned around and pointed at Ivana's apartment window and said uh to the men that had saved her quote it was the guy in that apartment remember it end quote damn Ooh chilling chilling yes i do i have i have goosebumps (laughs) so when kara arrived at the richland county sheriff's station with handcuffs dangling from her arm uh she said she received less than a warm welcome she remembered that the officer didn't believe her when she explained that she had been abducted for 18 hours she said quote it was infuriating here i am i've actually done what i set out to do i escaped and now i'm in an area that should be a safe zone, and now I'm being treated like I'm lying about this. What the quote. fuck? Which is, I know, you should never have to feel that way. That's insane. But also, she's in handcuffs. Like, what do you think? That she slapped him on for funnies? Like, come on. Yeah, and in in the um, the video um, interview that I saw with Elizabeth Smart, they show a photo of her in the police station, literally, like, in a t-shirt and, like, pajama shorts like holding her arms together she has a handcuff on her arm she looks like terrified like why would you think she had no shoes on like you think she just fucking ran away like what the fuck yeah whatever so the officer calls kara's mother and tells her that her daughter is safe they then take kara back to the apartment complex to identify her abductor's apartment Kara couldn't tell which apartment it was, um, but she told the police all of the information that she remembered from inside the apartment. She told them that a man 
that the man that had taken her was married and she could tell that the woman had long red hair because of a hairbrush that was in the bathroom that had red hairs in it. Oh, I know. girl. Insane detail. Please tell me she so, worked for law enforcement after this. We'll get to it. We'll get oh. to it. So uh, they were able to stop a property manager that was uh, on site um and he they told him all of the information and he immediately was able to point out which apartment it was but by the time the police got to his door Avanis was nowhere to be seen but at least they knew like the name they knew him <clears throat> so on june 27 2002 Avanis was surrounded by police near the waterfront in sarasota florida so he made it all the way from south carolina to florida damn um he was urged to surrender peacefully, but kept a pistol in his hand until a police dog was released. After being bitten multiple times, Avonit shot himself and was declared dead at 10.52 p.m. Um, it was apparent during the search of Avonit's apartment that he was no first-time offender. Uh, a safe was opened and found to contain what seemed to be items that would be considered murderous trophies. Um, among the things found were newspaper articles about the Lisk and Silver murders, and it was soon discovered that Ivanitz lived in the area of the abductions at the time and had a criminal record from earlier arrests for masturbating in public and the um, in the presence of a young girl. Uh, it took until late August for forensic tests to confirm the obvious. Ivanitz had stalked and murdered Silva and the Lisk sisters. Fibers from items in Ivanitz's apartment matched many of those found on the three girls' bodies. And Ivanitz was a complete pack rat. He still had an old bathroom rug from the time of the murders. So they yeah. were able to... Yeah. They were able to immediately, like, get the the uh, the fibers from that. Insane. Um, Kristen List's handprint was lifted from the inside of Ivanit's car trunk and DNA samples matched. Yeah, he had Whoa! the same car and her handprint was still in there. Oh my Fucking God, but that's wild. amazing. That's yeah. so great that they got that handprint. Like, God exactly. damn. Huh. Yeah, nail in the coffin. Um, authorities suspect Ivanit's killed since the murder of the Lisk, Lisk sisters and believed he may have been responsible for the unsolved slaying of... Alicia Reynolds in Culpeper, Virginia in 1996. Handwritten directions that seemed to lead to the Reynolds dump site were found in the little uh, footlocker case thing that um, they found all the other trophies in. Um, Ivanitz had lived in Virginia, South Carolina, California, and Florida, not to mention his many travels during the eight-year time in the Navy. Um, he's also suspected of many rapes, including one that occurred in Spotsylvania in the mid-90s. So they were able to confirm that he had killed these three girls, but there are so many more crimes that he could have committed that can hardly be traced back. Um, following the return of his body to his family, his remains were cremated and scattered over the uh, Saluda River, which I also think is weird with his connection with water yeah so it's like <laughs> suffer <laughs> that's where you're laid to rest um so now getting into the good part Kara received the $150,000 reward from Spotsylvania County for leading the officers to solve the cases of Sophia Silva and the Lisk sisters good for her yes um <clears throat> Sheriff Leon Lott 
of the Richland County Sheriff's Department saw the strength and fire inside of Kara and took her under his wing. Uh, he said, quote, I have daughters myself, and so I kind of adopted her as one of my daughters, too. I wanted to make sure she continued to be a survivor, end quote. Aww. So when Kara was looking for a summer job, Sheriff Lott suggested that she work in the Sheriff's Department doing some paperwork. Yeah. She continued to work there through college, and she studied to be a teacher. She Aww. had fallen in love with law enforcement, so she combined her passions and became a school resource officer. Ooh! Yeah. So, very good. She got to do two things that she loved. This, Love I thought, it. was really, really funny, though. While in the police academy, she was able to keep her past a secret until the instructor started teaching her case. <gasps> yeah. No fucking way. Oh, yeah. God. The chills so are back. When they started teaching her case, she had to, like, go up to the instructor and be like, just so you know, like, I'm this Bit girl. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and the, at first they didn't believe her and they were like oh shit i'm so sorry like like this is just part of the curriculum it's insane uh what that conversation must have been so awkward <laughs> can you imagine no no it's not you your name's just tara robinson yeah no, right no, no no connection no connection um, no not possible <laughs> but at her graduation she was given a reward for courage and bravery oh and Obviously, she doesn't like to say she's a victim. She's a survivor. Mm -hmm. um, in the interview with Elizabeth Smart, she said, quote, I think that to say you're a victim means that someone took something from you. Nothing was taken from me. I refuse to give that man any power. End quote. Mm -hmm. She is Hell now yeah. married and has two sons, and she is living a full and beautiful life. Oh, we love it. Yeah. Um, she was initially disappointed that Ivanitz killed himself. She told America's mm -hmm. Most Wanted, quote, I wanted to go to trial and see and let him see me again and know that I was his downfall. Picking me was his greatest mistake of his life. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that was oh. a badass quote. But she also ended up saying, like, honestly, I like once I thought about it for a little while, I think it was like for the best. She's like, my parents mm -hmm. didn't need to hear all the details. Like true, people didn't need to hear all of the things that I went through. She, but she was she was ultimately thinking of like other people, not even like herself. Herself, for, yeah. Yeah. So she is badass, amazing survivor. She's Goddamn queen. the coolest. <clears throat> so the pop culture side is like a little dicey. Um, oh? Obviously, she, yeah. Well, she was um, featured in an episode of I Survived. Um, she was featured in... Um, I think like a 2020 episode or 60 minutes. One of those like where they talk yeah. about like one big case. Um, obviously any um, like little documentary they have on the spots of any killer she's featured in because of uh, Ivanitz himself. Um, but the main one would be a book by Diane Fanning called Into the Water. It has a 3.66 out of 5 on Goodreads. And it's a little weird because in 2005, Kara um, had filed a lawsuit against Fanning and the publishers St. Martin's Press for an unspecified amount in damages for invading the family's privacy and sharing Kara's case without her consent. Hmm. The Robinson said that Fanning de was denied permission to share the case and never received. They had never received any compensation from the book. Um, right. Which we had learned about in like a couple of other cases. When you don't consult the family members, it gets like doesn't go well. 
gets like kind of fucked up like the james bulger case like yeah just ask the family and if they don't want you to do it like how how can you go behind somebody's back with that i don't know right um but in their court filings fanning and saint martin's defend the publication of the book saying that the topic is a matter of legitimate public interest they claim that Ivanitz's crimes were the subject of a ton of newspaper stories and featured seven times on the tv show america's most wanted so i guess they could think like it's kind of fair game at this point if it's been talked about so much no um, no because public interest yeah, implies so. that it like their use of public interest implies that it is public knowledge but yeah. like just because somebody like you drive by an accident and you rubberneck and you stop because you're interested in what the fuck happened but that doesn't yeah. mean you're allowed to like go and take pictures on your iphone and like tweet it out and be like oh i just saw a dead body like you don't no 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 yeah. no, 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 no it's no. it's it's messed up yeah um this is also kind of a reach. They say that the account of the girl's abduction and escape from Ivanitz is contained within 43 pages of the 253 page book. So they tried to argue that like, it's only a little bit. Um, Fanning identified so? the victim and her parents by their first names only. So she tried to defend that. Like she didn't use the last name. Yeah. But um, if you Google but, Mark Ivanitz, Kara. Yeah. yeah. What is weirder, I think, and the last bit of information is that she dedicated the book to Kara. Yeah, because she was like, I'm fucking up. She knew. She knew. You can't say that she didn't know. Yeah. But I'm so sorry. I even dedicated the book to you to show how sorry I am. Yeah. Ew. A little sketch. Ew. Um, but that's like the biggest piece of of uh pop culture no. besides all of the like america's most wanted and other shit like that right but yeah that's the story of richard mark Avonitz. dick <laughs> dick Avonitz. <laughs> damn but good yeah. for her honestly go kara yeah, the minute I saw, like, the interview with her, I was like, oh, I'm covering this case immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm doing a lot of, like, well, I mean, spoiler alert, I have down the pipeline a bunch of um, abduction cases lined up. And I feel like I've already covered a bunch of abduction cases, but I think that's, like... Your thing. The That's, like, the genre of true crime that I think interests me the most. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm... I'm covering so many of these. No, oh, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you want more information on this case, you can go to the website, which is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. And there you can find all of the links to our social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And um, something that we haven't said <laughs> in a while is if you go to our Instagram, there's a little thing that's um, uh, like our little highlights. And we have one called listener love. And if you take a video of yourself or post on your Instagram story of you like dancing to the theme song or of you listening to the episode or anything like that, we put it in that little highlight. And I particularly love when people dance to the theme song. So if you're going to do that, 
put it in your Instagram story, tag us, and we will put you in our little highlight thing. Do it. There's also something else that we haven't done in a while, which fucks me up, and I want to apologize sincerely, hardcore, and I'm trying to pull it up now. Haley, we haven't mentioned our Patreon subscribers. I haven't pulled up. I was ready to do it. Oh, babe! Oh, yeah. look at that! Look at us reading minds! I'm oh sorry. God, we did it again! I'm sorry, Patreon lovers, if, uh, it's been a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> There's no excuse for it, but, um, it, these these people know we love them because we we interact them with them the regularly yes. but yeah we do it, that doesn't mean that public gratitude and acknowledgement mean nothing especially exactly. when they're paying for it yeah so obviously camilla we love you hi camilla janny we love janny 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 j-a-n-i johnny Johnny? Because I there was a restaurant. If I'm only reading it sometimes it's by hard. where I grew up. There was a, a restaurant by where I grew up that was called Johnny and it was spelled J A N I and it was a very good restaurant before they switched owners and they got rats. Ew. Yeah. Well But Johnny isn't anything this. like that. Yeah. They're not anything like that. <laughs> they have the no rats. <laughs> uh Sin Turtle, we love you. And yes. uh, Shannon, we love you. Thank you so much. For we appreciate you. all of your support, especially in this time. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that it is not easy because of different people's financial situations. So we love you very, very much. And if you want to join our Patreon, you can go to the website or any like bio of our social media in the link tree. There's a link to our Patreon. Um, you can join for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. But if you don't, uh, have the financial means to support us on Patreon. Obviously, like we said, there's some hard times going on, so we don't expect everyone to be able to have um, that uh, expendable cash. Right. Um, if you don't, an easy way to support us, obviously, like you can post about us on social media. Mm -hmm. You can uh, get a friend to listen. You oh, can yeah. review us on... Um, on uh, the podcast places yeah all the podcast <laughs> all the podcast places you can review especially yeah. itunes yeah uh, we somehow found out that a lot of people don't listen on itunes and are listening on like other apps which is cool but if mm -hmm. you don't have itunes find someone that does have the itunes and have the itunes she <laughs> have says the itunes i actually Spot don't even an think android it's user from a mile away i also don't think it's itunes anymore i think it's apple Podcasts. it's apple podcast <laughs> but i'm still more focused on the itunes the itunes so the, if the interwebs find somebody with the itunes and have them <laughs> leave a review because that would be the best five stars only i'm not saying hack your mom's apple account no so but many people you, have iphones if you have an iphone you should have a uh a thing that you should be able to yeah review. or go to like an apple store and just you know pull it up yeah hit play rate it five also, stars also remember that we are uh on we're not on soundcloud anymore no sorry we SoundCloud. are on podbean which we love we do. You can review stuff on Podbean too. So if you don't have um, an Apple Anything, account, yeah, yeah, you can review us on Podbean. I don't even. I mean, 
excuse my ignorance, but I don't know if you need to have an account with Podbean to leave a review. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm on Apple Podcasts. So yeah, I'm on that's Spotify. what I do. Yeah. So that's that. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, wait, do you know what next Tuesday is? Let me look at a calendar and make Fuck. sure I'm right. First day of N- Pride Month? Yeah, it is. Oh, thank God. Thank In God. case people don't know, next month, June, is Pride Month. So, for the entire month, we are going to be talking about LGBT serial killers, LGBT, uh, famous LGBT cases. Um, we're just bringing all of the awareness all the LGBTQIA. Yes. Fun Just, times. I'm I'm ready. I'm so excited. We should have done it last year, but we literally at the end of June last year, we were like, oh fuck, we should have done Pride. <laughs> Goddamn Pride Month. But yeah. So um you had March Madness and now you have Pride Month. You're gonna have Spooktober. There's so many oh, we love themes going on. So tasty. Such tasty yeah. themes. So that's starting next week. So get ready for the Pride Month uh, series, I guess yeah. you could call it. Just get ready for Pride Month. I mean, we can't go out and celebrate, but we can sure as fuck do it on here. I don't even want to think about not going to Pride this year. It makes me so sad. Um, I'm very sad because a friend of mine at work was like, yo, I have this one of those party bikes like she uh-huh. has like a business like where they have the party bike that you like you drink and you pedal and you go all over the place in yeah. Palm Springs and I was like yo I could go for pride because she was like I'll give you the friends and family discount <gasps> yeah and I was like fuck I'll do it for pride because it's so fun in Palm Springs during pride yes but it's not fun in Palm Springs during quarantine and no. pride nothing is no, fun during quarantine so. except for some unmentionables but that's it yeah really uh Russell's right before we right before we do our final sign off i do want to give one more shout out because i just refreshed our patreon we have a new patron rose yeah rose 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 <laughs> thank you for being a patron we love you and amazing that somebody joined patreon at, at this during time this. In our, yes during this in our financial uh, climate thank you that is incredible this economy amazing and i've seen rose on some of the other social medias rose is on our social media so she's hanging out she's cool we we chit chat rose shares a first name with my middle name so she's cool we know she's cool awesome very um yeah so that is that for this week come back next week for lgbtqia awesomeness and we will see you next Tuesday.